This is To Catch a Con Man, Season 2, in The Victim's Voices. I will take you on another fascinating journey, but this time you will hear from other men and women that, like me, have fallen prey to the various cons, scams, and deceits by one of the most prolific and successful con artists to live and operate in the Midwest. You know him as Ricky Dugo. Could a hundred grand sustain my life? It couldn't even come close. So, so listen to me. If I was going to be in some sort of con, scam, conniving thing, it'd be for millions. It wouldn't be for a hundred thousand dollars. To Catch a Con Man is brought to you by Studio 847 in Long Grove, Illinois. Listener discretion is advised, as some of this programming contains language and content that might be offensive to some listeners. Join me on this adventure to catch a con man. This is Adam Albin. On the previous episode, you heard part one of Lou's story, where a gesture of kindness opens the door for Ricky Dugo to weasel his way into his life, and shortly thereafter, financially decimates Lou for over $100,000. Coming up next, you will hear part two of Lou's very sad story as the emotional and psychological tolls still reverberate in his voice today. I am so mad that this happened to Lou, as the entire idea of heading to Lake County was built on protecting just one more victim from falling prey to Ricky fucking Dugo. And sadly, I still feel a sense of failure that I couldn't do enough to protect him as the perfect storm that was brewing on the horizon kept Ricky Dugo free to continue to ruin and wreck the good people of Lake County, Illinois. Here we go, part two of Lou's story. forgive myself but that's not a necessarily a, you know, that sounds so strong i'm never going to forgive myself but but it's it, it it it'll serve me well the rest of my time so no one no one can no one will ever come into my life like that again i'm i'm i don't want anybody new in my life period 
you know, if uh, uh, I'm shut, I'm shut off. Any, anybody that's in my life now, that's it. I'm shut off from anybody else. I don't, I don't. It, it's put up my guard, right? And uh, and I don't take. I, I'm still a good person and a kind person, but I I, I don't help. <laughs> I don't really help people anymore. And I don't have people come in to ask me for help. Maybe, you know, you bring out that, like you said, that you, you, you send out a, a signal to people sometimes. Uh, but I used to have people come by and say, hey, can you help me with this? Or to, I don't help anybody anymore. I don't. Yeah. And that's not a good thing, but it you is know, what it is. Lou, there's, nobody can blame you for... Um, for not being willing anymore. Um, Can't trust anybody. No, and that's and that's part of. So that's actually like, I talk about the money, right? The money is the money, right? That's part of it. Yeah. Then there's the, there's the mental, there's the physical sickness, but the psychological piece is, is something that we all continue to struggle with, right? Is, yeah. Yep. It's all about how most of us were very trusting people, and then all of a sudden this happens you realize that you've been violated yeah um there's a um there's a wound you know that doesn't want to heal there's no way to talk about this because it's embarrassing and we're all ashamed and we feel like morons yeah. you feel yeah. terrible about yourself i didn't i didn't want to open up to you no and I, you know I, and I know, but what I'm trying to say is this, is that you're not alone. Yeah. If you ever want to talk to anybody else, I have access to, you know, about a hundred plus victims that we've all gone through something similar, not the same, or they're not all the same, but no. something similar. So if you're ever looking to like get out there and like vent, have other conversations with other people anonymously, you know, um, I think that, that I'm at that point where that's probably the next phase of all of this. Some is, sort of a healing area. Yeah, just some sort of like yeah. support group for one another, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you don't want him to change you. You know, you no. don't want Ricky Dugo to be the guy that changed, you know, your, 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 your goodness. I know, I know. I, I know he did. But that's like that part of it that's, almost as impactful as the money um, yeah. is that when you're a good person and you do good things for others and all of a sudden somebody takes advantage of that goodness um, part of you dies with that and, and yeah. it sucks it does um, let's go into um, so uh, so you've got to play along Lake County does not want you to notify Ricky Dugo that you're on to him. Right. Um, so is he still like in like 2020, 2021 before he's arrested? Are you guys still communicating? Yeah. Yeah. He was checking in on me, you know, see how I was, you know, um, you know, the money's coming, the money's coming. He kept playing it along, you know. Yeah. So, so you're post two years almost or about a year and yeah. a half and he's still playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, did you see him at any point in person? You know, I can't recall. After after the police, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. He was swinging by. 
I go sit in the car with him and we talk and, you know, uh, you know, sometimes about uh, politics, sometimes, you know, so it was still just like he's my friend, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he's still, so he's got, he's got money. The police have already come, but he still pops by because you can't tell yeah. him that, you know. He's trying to see if I spoke to somebody. Exactly. So he, yeah. so that's a thing he's really good at is yeah. he, he pretends to be one thing, but he becomes a chameleon into something else. There's always a reason. Yeah. So everything with him is premeditated because yeah. he wants to know what you know. Yeah. Um, and you just play it off, huh? Yeah, I, I, I never I never told him that I talked to the cops. Never, I don't think I ever told him. Did he, did he ever open up to you about that he's under investigation? Never. Wow. Nope. All right. Um, so it's early 2020. Have I missed any part of this? I mean, you know, there were, it, we don't have to get into all the gory details, but... You know, there really, I did, I did get, you know, it, this is early on in the situation. I, you know, I helped him with rent. I remember writing a check to Dick Chiron. That was always funny because I'm a Backer fan. Wow. But there was, there was, you know, like, uh, what do you call them? Cash advances and stuff like that. That I would, I, you know, oh, you, 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 you know about the thousand dollars to help him get the kid in school right no oh yeah there was uh this was this was obviously early fall before school starts needed a thousand dollars for the kid to go to some catholic school um yeah lake forest yeah i don't know what the school he didn't tell me what maybe he did but i didn't pay attention he needed a thousand dollars I went to my bank and uh, withdrew a thousand dollars and uh, mm-hmm. gave it to his buddy. And his buddy, and he, t- you know, called me. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, my kid can get in school. And I'm like, I don't understand why you don't, or why you're not liquid. I go, why aren't you? You know, I, I don't know if I've ever said that to him. Why ain't you liquid? You don't have like cash. Why don't you have cash? I don't understand. Why don't you have easy money to act? Oh, everything's locked up because of the divorce. Everything's. You know, I can't go into my checking or because of the divorce. You know, it was always about that. So let's, let, let, I, w- I want to touch on something. Um, yeah. I, di- I didn't know that about going to your bank. I read something. So you went to the bank, pulled out $1,000. Who did you give it to? I, and if, if you can say a name, because um, I would like to know if it's the same token. It is, it is the, the, the one that you know, yeah. Um, it was a man, you to, yeah. You want me to? Say, yeah, go ahead. You want me to say it or no? Yeah, please. I think his name was John. At least that's what he introduced himself as. So, could it have been John Grant? It could be. I don't remember names very well. So. Got it. So, his name was John. So, so John goes and, and does John know? He just met me at the bank. That's all. Just, just one of Rick's buddies goes to the bank yeah. to pick up a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yep. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. Um. And I say that because I, I bring him up quite often as a co-conspirator in all of this. Yeah. Um, and I can't, fi- I can't figure out why Lake County never went after him. Yeah. It, yeah, he's been all over the place for 20 years helping out in these cons and scams and, 
and hiding motorcycles and dirt bikes in his garage and riding motorcycles that were in other people's names and, you know, having wires sent to him from out of state. I just can't fathom how the FBI is not onto these guys. So, um, okay, there's a couple other things I want to ask you about specific to um, some of the money, because what I had read um, in your indictment or in the indictment of Ricky Dugo on your case was there were some transactions with his sister. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his sister Renee right. Schulte. Uh, yeah, and I can't, I believe it when we used, um, oh, gosh, did we use like Cash App, maybe? Yeah, Venmo, Zelle. Venmo, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Zell. Venmo. Yeah, Zelle, I know. I Zelled them a couple times, I know that. Yeah, and, and so, so what, how did Rick pitch that so, part to you? Times I think I dealt with her name somehow. Yeah, so how did he, how did he pitch that to you? Gosh. I don't remember. It always, it always had to do with hiding from the divorce from the divorce. Hiding money from the divorce. I think it was always that. Was it to pay the rent one time maybe? Maybe it was to pay the rent one time. I don't uh, it's all it's a lot of lot of stuff and it's a kind of a blur but I know I've only I only saw her name like twice on because I I printed all the transactions for for the police and I think we only saw her name on there twice right so I'm gonna just kind of paraphrase you know basically um, by you giving Renee Schulte money that was on behalf of Rick who yeah. was formulating a plot to steal your money, yeah. It's called money laundering. By the time it goes from you to Renee Schulte, Renee yeah. launders it to Rick Dugo. Yeah. She is a co-conspirator to multiple counts of money laundering, but was wow. yet never charged. Yeah. Um, again, I have a problem with that as well. Yeah. Um, so, and again, I'm not, there's no blame. I'm not blaming you for, you had yeah. no idea what any of these people were, but, um, but he, he definitely pulled out some of his helpers here. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So you have to wonder, he's sitting in prison. Why aren't they? Um, yeah. So at some point, um, is, well, I'll just ask, is there anything else that I missed that, that we didn't go over or anything that you remember now that you want to just chime in? It doesn't matter where it is in your story. No, no we, got, we got most of it. Like I said, we go back to uh, uh, when, when they brought me the car. That, that, was a, that was one highlight. That was a good thing. Yeah, let's talk about So that's a part of the story that when you and I met in person, we didn't really have time to touch on. Yeah. When Detective yeah. Bill sat down with me and did an interview... He mentions uh, the car being, um, I, I don't know if Detective Bill knew that the car was eventually found. I allude to in the podcast, but don't tell anybody that the, the, that the car eventually came back, but that was a story for another day. So I want you to give me the, you know, the story, if you could. So, I mean, obviously he's a, it's a, He's a big personality, and that car is a big personality, right? It's a Hellcat. It's a, it's a sharp, if you're into that stuff, it's a big muscle car, and it's not easy to blend in. It's not your Toyota Camry. No offense to Toyota Camry. <laughs> you knew where he was, right? I mean, if he was in the... I remember Tony telling me that he would he would park in front of 
uh, Dick Duran's house there and, and just sit there in the car. And, and Ricky knew that he was there. Uh, and he would just sit there and watch. And he'd watch because he was looking for the motorcycles too for me because I desperately wanted them to find the motorcycles. Um, and, and so it was easy to find where the car was, right? I mean, he's driving it. So finally, one day, they, uh, I guess all the investigation and everything was coming to a head. Uh, they, 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 I don't know if they asked for permission because that was my car. Uh, but they, they said to him, you know, we're, we're, we're taking your car. Uh, and he was, I guess he was pretty pissed. <laughs> and they took the car to com- uh, the police uh, impound. They called me, said, we got the car. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you, and they brought it to the store. So I drove it, scared to death, driving it home. Put it in my garage, closed the garage door, called uh, the lender, said, "Come get the car. I can't, I can't, I can't afford it. Um, I can't pay for it. But the car is here, safe, clean. Uh, come and get it." Um, he kept it meticulous. I mean, he <laughs> I, if he didn't own a car wash, he sure knew, knew how to use a car wash. It was the, one of the cleanest used cars I've ever seen. Uh, they, 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 the repo people came, came to the house, took the car. I took a picture of the car going away, and uh, I got to be honest with you, Chrysler was um, super, uh, super understanding, and and uh, they basically forgave. In that instance, they forgave. Uh, the loan they got the they got the stuff back so they were fine so they were it was amazing that was that was a big break do you still have a picture of that car being I do. Take, can you send being that towed, to me being towed away yeah i would love to I see think that I, do. I think i do oh i would love to show that to uh i have a podcast uh discussion group on facebook um and uh, i would i i post like little things like that like the picture of the gtr that went missing and um, these are all like little, they're like little clues and little, um, breadcrumbs. So, um, at that point, Lou, was that around the time they were, they were arresting him or they were issuing yeah, the warrants yeah, for his arrest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He was, he was done. Right. So, um, Lake County obviously I lets you. I probably deleted it. I probably deleted it because of, I'm sorry. I, I probably deleted it. Okay. Not a sorry, problem. Sorry about I'm looking through my photos as we talk. Okay. Well, yeah, you can look later. Um, so Lake County lets you know in, in about March of, of 2021, um, you eventually must find out that he's arrested, right? Yeah. But your charges don't come up. I'm sorry? Your charges don't come up right away. So in 2021... Right, right, right. They charge him with three different cases or three different victims. Myself, a woman named Kat, and then Jim on the podcast all have charges. Um, I changed some of their names, obviously, so the podcast listeners, you know, don't go hunting or whatever. Um, but your charges don't get charged until 2022. Mm-hmm. Um I found that to be kind of interesting. I wonder why they waited so long. Did they ever tell you what they were waiting for? I was in, I went to visit them and the police did not visit. I was, you know what I mean? I went to go talk to them multiple, multiple times. I mean, there was a, they invest, my investigations were, there was a lot of stuff. 
So, I mean, I, I gave him a lot of documents. I, I mean, I, I sat through the interview process, you know, with the, um, uh, when, when they interrogate you, you know, I sat through that multiple times. Do I know why it took so long? I kept asking, um, I don't know why it took so long. I have no idea. But the, my, my biggest concern in, in selfishly is I wanted, I was desperate for them to find the, the bikes, right? Because if they could find the bikes, that would take a, another thing off my back, you know? Um, but there was no hope. It didn't sound like there was any hope to find the bikes. But um, they kept telling me that there was many victims, right? And that I... I might not be the first case. I might be the second case. Like there was a group of four of us and then another group of four of something like that. And I was going to be like the second group. So I just think I was postponed. That's all. I was just down. I was not the priority, I guess. Well, I can tell you that, you know, um, the three of us that had charges, they stem back from 2013, 14, uh, 2017, 2018. And it took them three, almost three years to charge and then with yours, there were six total charges. So you, in your case alone, between the money laundering charges, the conspiracy to commit financial crimes, theft by deception, you know, they it was definitely a, a, a much bigger file in yeah. terms of what his charges were and the backstory to those charges. You know, so I can see why it took them an extra year to charge those. Yeah. I think that was absolutely huge. I mean, so like, again, if we're talking about being selfish, there's a part of me that is, is so mad that you happened. But at the same time, and this sucks, um, if, if you don't happen, I don't know if he pleads out. So after he's convicted, right, on the, the trial, when he goes to trial, uh, I'll let our listeners know that, you know, the class one felony that he did plead guilty to and had that eight year sentence, which he's serving four years for, which is really like three years. Um, Cause he, yeah, time served or whatever, right? Time served. And then he got another 10 months of credit already. Yeah. Um, but that class one felony that he accepted a plea bargain on was your case. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm hopeful that there's a small sense of um, relief, you know, that like at least you know that your case was impactful, you know, because there's so many people that had these same sorts of things happen that went to the police and nothing ever came of it. Um, So I know it sucks because you did lose money. Um, Let's talk about the motorcycles. You said the motorcycles have never been found. No. They when did, you told me when you told me that you saw or people saw John driving the motorcycle, I, it kind of like it pissed me off a little bit. I wish I wish somebody would have stopped them. It's probably my bike. Well, I mean, the, I don't. I won't say if it was your bike or not. I've seen John Grant riding on Harley Davidson motorcycles that were in other people's names. Yeah. Did did the police ever? like get a warrant to search his garage because John Grant uh, likes to hide. I mean, he's hit a bunch of those motorcycles in that garage uh, in Libertyville. They they talked about a warehouse. Did they actually have a warehouse? I don't even know. 
I don't. I don't think that I they don't did. Think they did it right. They didn't have anything. No, but uh, the Dugos had storage units, three of them that I yeah. know of, as well as uh, John. You think they would have looked there, right? So. Well, that, so that's a whole nother thing. Um, yeah. To gain access to uh, to to gain access, they have to have probable cause. They have to have somebody that witnesses something while that storage locker is open. And yeah. then they only have like 24 hours to conduct a, a search of that facility. Uh, it's really sketchy. It's not like what you see on TV. Like on TV, yeah. But because um, the Dugos used to actually sell furniture and they would take pictures of the furniture as it was sitting in their storage locker. So we knew that there was like storage lockers out there because, you know, Shannon's posting pictures on Facebook of furniture that's being pulled out of a storage locker that they're selling. So we knew that they had storage units. Uh, my guess is that um, I would be hoping that uh, Lake County would have searched Mr. Grant's house. Um, and because that's where I would have looked. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're still there. Maybe they're there. So let's go into that. Um, what are you on the hook for today? Well, I, I have to file bankruptcy. Um, uh, I have a wonderful lawyer, um, but um, I'm fortunate enough to, I'm fortunate and unfortunate enough to make enough money so I can't, I couldn't file seven. I had to file a 13. And if you know anything about bankruptcy, a 13 is basically a repayment plan. Uh, I'm basically paying a second mortgage uh, to the uh, creditors um, every month. Um, so I'm out. I'm not, listen, I, it's my responsibility. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm fi- trying to fix it. I would have loved to have been able to, in a way, I'm, I don't want to file Chapter 7. That means I'm not making any money. But Chapter 7 would have cleaned me, you know, would have been a lot cleaner. But I am paying back all the creditors, basically, uh, they still think I make a little bit too much money, so I have to pay quite a bit. Um, so if I'm if I'm do the math correctly, after my five years of paying this bankruptcy, I will probably pay back eighty thousand um, okay. dollars out of the hundred that we approximate that I lost. Um, so they're getting their money, one way or another. They're getting it, maybe not the way they want to get it. And uh, it would have, like I said, if I would have been able to find the bikes, that would have been huge. Maybe they would have been as generous as Chrysler was. And that's on top of, uh, is that with the Rolexes? You know, uh, anything, I'm paying back anything, any loan, what's the right term? Maybe you can help me. Any loan that is um, secured. Any loan that's secured, I, I'm not paying, of course, I'm not paying any unsecured debt, like credit card debt. I'm not paying that back. If the, the, the bankruptcy pay, pays any secured debt, cars, bikes, maybe Rolexes, yeah. Okay. So it's going to take you five years to pay it off. You're paying yeah. about $2,000 a month. <laughs> it's about $1,400 a month, Oof. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I've already paid like ten grand already. Good for you. 
Yeah, and, and it sucks because a lot of victims, well, I mean, a lot of victims out there, maybe they didn't have as good of jobs at the time, but most of them were able to file Chapter 7. Yeah. Um, but I understand, you know, but like you said, you know, you've got responsibilities. You know, it's amazing that uh, that there'll be, you know, there is an order of restitution out there for you. But um, the the reality is, and I don't want to pop a bubble here for you, or, <laughs> but uh, the reality is you is know, that there's no I penalty. Expect, I don't think I don't think he's going to get hired uh, to some high uh, corporate job making a couple hundred thousand a year that we could garnish. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I'm uh, I'm going to still sue him. Uh, I think that you should too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go after him. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I want to touch on, you know, this this last piece, you know, we're going to wrap up here, um, and, you know, um, and it's really, it's really about that psychological, emotional, I mean, to this day, I mean, you know, I know that you still feel sick about this. I know that um, it still bothers you, um, and it should, you know. Um, what do you think, do you think that his sentence was fair? No. What would you have wanted to see? I wouldn't have minded if if if, if, if I always I'm a more of a truth and sentencing guy. If he sends the eight years, it should be eight years. It shouldn't be four. Yeah. Um, what do you think he's going to do when he gets out? Yeah, I think he'll continue to figure out a way to scam people again. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be able to get away with it. I think there's enough noise out there now um, between the the news and you and and the internet um, and enough voices warning people. I, I I'm I'm assuming he's going to leave um, Lake County or Illinois, um, but I, I I guarantee he'll he'll come up with some scam. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll change. I'm with you. Um, I would love, I would love for this experience um, and this adventure for him to change him. But I'm with you. I don't believe he's capable. Um, and if anything, like you said, the goal of all of this is to warn and protect just one more person from being victimized by Ricky Dugo. We're doing our part to help, and I'm so thankful that you've you know, reluctantly, you know, um, told your story. I know that I pressed you pretty hard on this and no, you didn't. You were, you were, no, not a, you didn't at all. Yeah. I, I, I'm just really life thankful. Is, you life know. is busy. We're all busy and we keep plodding along and moving forward. And, uh, uh, no, it was, this is, um, this is helpful. And, and maybe like you said, maybe there's a, a way we can help each other out someday. Um, all of us figure out a way to heal a little bit better from all this and uh, um, it's changed me <laughs> I, I think I, I think it's a permanent change but maybe you can use maybe we can use the, the change for some good yeah I, I, I think that that's what um, all of this enables uh, it, it gives us an opportunity to take the strife and to take the anger, to take the ashamed, you know, uh, take all of that and turn it into something that was so bad and so evil and so nightmarish to something that's good. And 
You know, the feedback from this podcast alone, Lou, is so positive. It has such a positive message to be able to to be for each and every one of us to be like struck down in such a way that just rocks you to your core and to be able to have the strength to get up and continue on in in and advance yourself in a positive way. You know, that's that's the goal. I'm hopeful and I think I know in my heart of hearts that this change for you will be um, temporary. It may take you a while, you know, it may take you a couple years, but you will eventually be on the other end of this, you know. I can only hope that there's good things to come for all of us, yeah. you know. I That's think all I ever wanted for everybody. Yeah. I just, you know, I want everybody to, I want everybody to, to be happy to succeed. That's all I've ever wanted. I wanted everyone to have joy in their lives and, and I still want that for everybody. And I, I, I refuse to let him completely rob it from me, but um, it, it, it's, I'm getting a little mo- emotional, but it, it's, um, it, it will get better. I know it will. I mean, you have to believe it will, so. Yeah, you gotta keep on fighting forward. Uh, every day is a new day, man. Um, I, I'm always here for you. You want to talk at any hour of the day, hour at night. You have my phone number. You have absolutely a direct uh, way to get a hold of me. Um, And then I I can put you in touch with others. You know, like I said, I think that that's the only way that any of us really recover is like to really have some moments of, of, of deep diving into it and then figuring out ways together that we can, um, Turn the badness into goodness, you know? Get some good out of it. Get some good out of it, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's definitely moments here, man. Um, yeah. But I wanted to thank you, Lou, for the friendship, the time. Yeah. Thank you. You know, um, if anything else comes up, please let me know. But yeah. uh, if you happen to find the picture, send it. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, you found it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Thank look you. Thank your, you. Look in your text. I will. Yeah, I don't look at anything while I'm doing these, but <laughs> I will... Uh, Absolutely. Um, I, was, I was expecting to hear like a little ping when I sent it to you. I actually heard a ping and I'm like, what was that? But it's all good. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get that out after this. Uh, uh, I'll probably air this episode in a couple weeks. Um, but just hang in there, brother. You yeah, know, um, good things are going to come. And, yeah, they will. And keep on being you don't don't let yeah. don't let this experience change you you're i know you're a good person man I, I feel it every time i talk to you i know that you're a solid human being keep on being that do not let him rob you of of a single morsel of who you really are um the that world would a, that would be another crime you're right that is another crime and don't yeah. let him get away with that one okay yep, yep. all right man i'll catch Thank up you. with you soon take care Lou. Yep. okay bye-bye That was awesome.
You have no idea how much I appreciate your investment of time that you have afforded me, as I try to provide you with exclusive access to these very personal accounts of various victims I have met along this adventure. To catch a con man. We just finished up part two of Lou's story. A story that should never have happened. You can feel the emotions he felt as the experience of crossing paths with Ricky Dugo has left him bankrupt and broken. Lou could be a forever changed man as his ability to trust was robbed and his innate goodness has all but been stolen by none other than one of the most prolific and successful conmen to ever live in the Midwest. I fucking hate Ricky Dugo for doing this to all of us, but for me personally, this one stings the most, as I just couldn't do enough to protect him from falling prey. Coming up next, a very special treat as we travel back to Missouri and try to gain some insight into another story from the Lake of the Ozarks. The information we hear will be information that I have never heard firsthand, as we unlock a new victim I have never formerly talked to.